Hey everybody, welcome back. This is the iTunes Empowerment Session, and I think this is month five, eh, Jim? You got it, iTunes Empowerment Session five at 5 p.m. I'm Scott Patton, and uh, he's Jim Morris, and we're here to answer any questions anybody's got, and then also update you on some wild and woolly things that have been happening in the world of iPods, iPhones, iTunes, and podcasting. So, um, I guess, Jim, where we should... Well, first of all, welcome to the call, everybody. Glad to have you on board. Welcome and, uh, aboard, everyone. <laughs> it's the love boat. No, just kidding. <laughs> An apple a day keeps the doctor away, they say. There you go. Keep you laughing, go. folks. Keep laughing. Don't make it dull or dry. Ah. Uh-oh. You know, speaking of Apple, they had a big problem with another company called Apple, which happened to be uh, the company that had was had all the music for the Beatles. And uh, uh-huh. the Beatles just came out. Well, they, they didn't come out, but um, Rock Band or Guitar Hero came out with the Beatles version. I saw and, that. I saw some Beatles just rock. Yeah, and I went to. Um, I went to Blockbusters to to uh, get a, a computer game for my uh, Xbox game for my son, and uh, I was talking to the guy there, and he could not stop talking about the Beatles rock band, and he's got it, and I guess you can get a fake guitar for rock band <laughs> that, that looks like... Um, John Lennon's guitar, and then you can get a fake ba- bass guitar that looks like Paul McCartney's, and you can get whatever it was that that George Harrison had, and the drum. You know, so it's like you got the real Beatles-looking stuff, right? Nice. And he just went on and on, and he said they are going to do every Beatles album as a separate uh, rock star or guitar hero or rock band uh, game. So you'll be able to play every single so- Beatles song there is. Nice, nice, nice. So for everyone on the call, just to make sure, uh, if you're on the webcast, you're not going to be able to uh, chat with us directly live on the line. You will, however, be able to interact through the main console. Just keep in mind that we are in, you are listening to us in a 19-second delay, so we're already 19 seconds ahead of you when you're typing stuff into it. So we may not see it right away. I will be intermittently checking the Q&A box. So if you have any questions, do type them in. During the call, we do have uh, a... Please click on one of the webcast links. Sorry. Oh, no problem. So uh, just make sure to go ahead and enter your question into the box in the submit question submission form at the bottom of the uh live web simulcast page that you're at right now, and we'll be able to see that. I will be refreshing that often throughout the call. We do have one also, uh, one question already queued in for the call right now. Scott, just wanted to let you know, uh, uh, just clearing up a question on podcasting. Great. Well, let's do that one first. Okay. So Joyce from Ottawa. Hey, Joyce. Hey, Joyce. I'm still a little unclear about the idea of creating a podcast from your blog post. Do you put the pl- podcast on your blog or iTunes or maybe both? Maybe you could give some examples of sites that that where that is done so I can check it out. Okay. Uh, it's possible to use the blogging platform 
as a podcasting platform. Uh, the question then becomes um, if it's a self-hosted, that is to say it's your uh, domain name on your your hosting account, or if it's uh, like Blogger or WordPress.com. It, regardless of where where it is, um, if you're going to do it through your blog, you will have to host your MP3 or your MP4 files, so your audio or video files. They can take up a lot of space, and depending on the traffic and how your hosting account is set up, it can be um, technically challenging. And so unless you are somebody who is very, very familiar with WordPress, and if you were, you wouldn't be asking me these questions, so I will assume that you're not, uh, then my recommendation is to uh, use a service somewhat, some, well, my recommendation is to use mypodcastworld.com because Jim and I spent a lot of time putting together that. Uh, it's free, and we put it together so that uh, it would be a very uh, good podcasting platform for anyone that wanted to quickly and easily get a podcast up and running. So I'm not sure if that answers the, the whole part of the question, but... Um, Could I pipe these, in? What's that? Could I pipe in? Yes, yes. Not to, not to in any way overshadow the Grandmaster podcaster himself. Okay. But I, I think I have another perspective on her question. Okay. And I think... What is ideally the biggest problem with a lot of people is they can't see the visual of how this all this stuff connects. And I think a lot of people think that you're storing stuff at iTunes, and you're not really unless you're doing the premium stuff. Right. The, podcast, that, not. the podcast is getting hosted at my podcast world. And see, that creates almost like what appears to be a blog post to her. And it is really, in essence, a blog post because we're kind of creating that sort of form to it, that sort of almost Web 2.0 feel, right? And so she thinks, well, it has to go there, and then she thinks it has to also go on iTunes, I think. And this is my interpretation of what her question's saying. Yeah, that's a good good point. Right, and so my distinction is, is that iTunes really is not hosting the podcast. They are simply uh, uh, listing the feed, the RSS feed, which is sort of like a, you know... It's like instant, Google, really, Jim. It's like an instant retrieval. De- yeah, it's an instant retrieval device. It's almost like you put your thing in on my podcast world, and then my podcast world creates what's called an iTunes-compatible feed, and then you put that feed and submit it into iTunes, and then eventually it gets accepted and you get your podcast up. And so yeah. what that does is, what to understand this right, Joyce, iTunes is not really hosting your thing. They really just have a tap into. So whenever you upload something to my podcast world, iTunes has this sort of tether that's tied to your feed so that whenever something new gets added, when you upload a new podcast series, a new podcast episode, it will then create uh, in your feed, it'll get added to it. So now all of a sudden there's two. So the next time iTunes checks your feed, it will go, ah, there's another podcast episode. It will then update the feed, uh, update their feed on their end so that whenever someone 
whenever someone is ready to download your podcast, they are they they their i their iPod or whatever is going to be notified on their desktop that uh, a new episode is available and it will automatically be uploaded. Did I explain that all right? Yeah, Tom? you explained it uh, perfectly. Okay, thanks. And, and because most people understand websites better, mm-hmm. it's it's very similar to um, you have a website and mm-hmm. you put some information on it. And let's say the website you actually decide to put a WordPress blog on it so you can make changes to it on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you go to Google or you do something and Google finds you or you go to Google and you ins- you, you give, put your URL in. Uh, now all of a sudden Google knows that you're there and then when you go to Google.com and you type in something, could be like say Internet Marketing, your website, let's suppose you're the only website in the world on Internet Marketing, you now show up as number one or number two in Google. But nobody thinks that Google is hosting your site, right? So when you go to iTunes and you do a search on Internet Marketing in the podcasting section and your podcast shows up, you know, there may be 30 or 40 competitors to you right now. Compared to at Google, you probably get hundreds of millions. Mm-hmm. Um Nobody, you know, iTunes isn't hosting you or anything. It's just saying, here's this feed, here's this show, we found it. Uh, If you want to, you can subscribe to it. And the beauty of RSS feeds is every time you update your podcast, iTunes updates its information, and somebody who's subscribed to you uh, is automatically downloads your latest show. That's the beauty of the whole thing. And someone yeah. who has it all synced up properly will, you know, you plug in your your iPod into your computer at night, the iTunes starts up automatically, it goes and it says, oh, they've subscribed to uh, Jim's Internet Marketing course. Great. Uh, is there a new show? Yeah. Great. We'll just download it for Jim. And Jim's sleeping soundly in his bed. The next oh, morning he gets up, he looks exactly. at his iPod, he goes, oh, there's a new show. We can listen to it. Nice. And that's how the system kind of works. And I just wanted to say this because it's always nice when I, and I don't mean to be rude or in any way be vulgar, but I love it when we can always make something our bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, iTunes is literally our slave for free to disseminate yes. our information. And by the way, I wanted to just kind of, and I've said this before over and over, and this is just, again, just an example of how incredibly very now and very present this is, this podcasting stuff, because um, I just recently went away last week. Thursday Thursday I went away all the way to Sunday, and I uh, boarded up my animals. Uh, first time they've ever been away from the house. So had them in a, we had them in a kennel, which is actually nice. They were going to get the presidential suite and all this stuff and all that sort of stuff. And it wasn't that big of a kennel or anything. They just had a, a view of the room and all this stuff. But I mean, as I'm walking out, my kennel, which is also uh, it's they call it a Shadow Ridge. It's a medical center as well as a kennel. They have a podcast, and it said, "Check out our pod, our veterinarian podcast on iTunes." Wow. I mean, that, I mean, how this is like a local kennel. Come on. I mean, this tells you, you th- this is this is not some future thing. This is happening no, this is now. This is happening now. 
Yeah. And, and this is a way for now people, local businesses, to, to connect with their communities. Yep, yep, absolutely. So one-on-one communication stuff. using the voice or using video, and uh, we really are a TV and radio uh, society. Exactly, and I mean anyone who's not doing this, not getting their podcast, which I'm set to record my We're first podcast with you yep. tomorrow. Yep. So that's right. I'll be having my podcast up and going and. Um, and you can be sure I'll be also plugging my premium content as well. Yeah. So. That's what you do. Yep, exactly. Well, you got to use the space wisely. I mean, if you're not promoting, you're not you're not forcing people to get off a fence to make a decision, yay or nay, to buy your stuff. Period. That's right. You know, this passive marketing stuff, hoping that people will be interested in your stuff, be begging for your stuff. It's just not that effective. I mean, you've got to get people right there right now. Yeah, and I think that people are desperate for leaders. They want to know that you know what you're talking about. They want to know that you're confident in what you're talking about, and they Mm -hmm. want to know what they should do, and it's your job to tell them. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, this is one of the things they talk about, you know, um I I usually like to watch like these these um series, these shows on TV that are like, you know, the next food channel star, the next oh, yeah. you, know, you know, um uh the next Iron Health Chef Kitchen. America. Yeah, the next Iron Chef America Hell's Kitchen. Uh exactly because they really kind of they kind of show you uh, what it really takes to 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 succeed on that stuff and, and get through. Um, kind of lost my point where I was going. I was kind of distracted by something else. But um, the leaders, people want leadership. Yes. Oh, it, it, one of the examples. Uh, here, here's the example I wanted to share. It was on the next Food Channel star. So basically, one of the criteria is, of course, you're on TV. They're they want they're looking for the next person who's going to represent who's going to be the next, you know, Rachel Ray. They're ne- they're looking for the next Bobby Flay. They're ne- looking for the next Tomorrow's Star, right? And yeah. why not have a best way to do it by the audience on TV, the millions of viewers picking them? Well, one of the thing is is one of the things that you know. I noticed while watching the show is that they talked about is you got to talk about your food and the preparation as an authority. You cannot sound like you're unsure of yourself. You know what I mean? Right. right. So that's one of the things is really really important. Just like you say, you you've got to sound like well, you got to be sound confident of what you're talking about, especially on your podcast. So. It's really, really, truly important that you sound like you're an authority on your topic. Well, and I have actually a real-life brick-and-mortar example of that. Mm -hmm. About two years ago, I went went to a tire place, like OK Tire or something. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, you know, my tires, I think they probably are getting bald, but I don't think they're quite bald yet. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to find out how much four tires are, right? So I drive in, the guy meets me, he sees me coming, he comes to the door, how may I help you, sir? Well, I was just 
thinking I might need some new tires and just wanted to check the price. He says, oh, okay, bring it around the, the back and we'll just take a look at her. So we mm-hmm. bring it around the back. He hoists it up. He takes a look at it. He says, you need four tires now. These things are bald. And I'm going, huh? And it was just like there was no question. He says, and you know what? The best one for your, you know, your car is this one. Here's how much it is. And we can have them on and, and out of, you're out of here in half an hour. Yep. He, he what was, could I he say? Was it, he, you know, it was like, uh, okay, right? Straight Bought out of tires. authority and, and concern, though, for you. There's no way he could let you You can't drive on these, right? Yep. <laughs> so it was like, oh, okay. And, you know, and I was relieved, right? Because I really was thinking, oh, in a couple of weeks or a month I'd buy it. You know, and it was just like, no. He was just absolutely, totally in his in his power and his authority, he knew exactly, you know, and, and I looked later, you know, I was just kind of like, I wasn't expecting it, I was sort of spinning around, mm-hmm. and but I looked, and, you know, he could have charged me $200 a tire more, you know, he but he, he, you know, looked at the situation, and he picked what probably was very close to the best choice uh, mm-hmm. for me. So guess what? Now, whenever I need tires or brakes, I go there, right? Totally. <laughs> Totally, and I think that's something that a lot of people really, whether they're concerned about stepping into their power or they don't realize how important it is, is no matter what the niche is that you're uh, you're focusing on, you need to be the leader in that niche, and the only person who decides that is you. Nobody right. else does. You declare it. I was working with a fellow who decided he was going to call himself the Dean of Speakers because he was been speaking for 50-odd years and everything else. And uh, he was saying, oh, that may be a little, you know, much, being the Dean of Speakers. But he says, you know, I was at this event, and there was a guy who billed himself as the Dean of American Speakers, and he was terrible, and I saved the show. Like, I saved the whole event. I was right after him, and I got everybody back, you know, excited and happy about being there again. This is I'm better than the dean of American speakers, so I gotta be the dean I, of I guess, speakers. Period. I'll be the dean of speakers. So, uh, and that uh, that was you know it was just really kind of funny. And I mean nobody else was deciding that you know who was gonna. I mean it wasn't a panel that decides okay you're the best uh, of this or the best of that. We de- we declare it. And that's one of the things that I think is really important when you're doing podcasting is declare, you know, you're the man or you're the woman that uh, that is the is the person that you got to go to when you need to do you know do whatever. Exactly, do whatever, and that's really true. I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you point blank. I had a real bad problem stepping into my power because I'd be like. So what? I just started NicheBot. Big deal, you know. Back in 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. uh, NicheBot was catching on. Uh, you know, I was very much shy of stepping into anything as an expert. I mean, but when it came to it, I couldn't find anyone out there who really kind of knew or could even talk about keyword research quite like I could. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they talk in their own sort of language, maybe some other type of corporate language, whatever. But, I mean, I couldn't find that people were really talking the kind of truth out there about either someone was trying to sell or what have you. And 
Um, and that's still the case today. Uh, well, I think yeah, I think they they're a lot more educated. There are some other there's people out there that are now kind of breaking the shell, but they all sort of still have this sort of uh, allegiance to you know their tool that they're promoting. It's mm-hmm. the most accurate, you know, right? Yeah. But um, so yeah. Nobody talks about keyword research and market research the way you do, Jim, and I hear enough people to know that. Mm-hmm. And you're still here you are years later still leading in your field. Yeah, but see, I didn't really even though I found out that there were really not that many, I didn't really step into the whole, you know, okay, I'm going to I'm an expert. Mm-hmm. Because see, here's the thing: is what do we usually condition? See, here's one of the things I just started realizing about the internet: is it's still very, very, very much the wild west. And even though there are places like Full Sail University that now have an internet marketing master's program, it's still very, very the frontier. It's still very, very much the frontier. And the thing is, is okay. What are we now as human beings usually? Uh, thinking that the standards are for an expert. Well, see, I come from a very traditional sort of background because my 18 years as a legal assistant, paralegal, and office manager, I would see experts constantly, and they all had PhDs, masters, JDs. They were all lawyers, doctors, accountants, whatever. Okay, and they had they all held multiple degrees, and they were all. Uh, they all had they all joined all these multiple different societies and honors and all this sort of stuff, right? So yeah, in my yeah. mind, I was sitting here going, "Well, that's not me. So how could I be an expert?" Well, right. uh, well, for one, there really is no sort of like uh, there's no sort of degree uh, for a keyword research expert at this time. So the only way to say that I qualify is know the fact that uh, I pretty much know as much as many people out there know on the topic, if not more, and uh, I'm confident that I can sit and discuss it, you know, probably can sit and talk about it with you, Scott, for about four hours if you, you know, if you, you know, if you didn't let me stop talking, you know, I'd probably go on for four hours. And never repeat anything. And never repeat anything. And we could go through the whole process. And I'd really probably just love just talking about it because it's it's something I'm kind of really passionate about. Um, so when you consider all that, look, I got to tell you, I mean, I heard this all over the place, and you don't have to hear it from anybody else either, is there's a lot of people that are just barely even dangerous enough to do anything on a particular topic. And those people are constantly striving to find information that's going to make them dangerous enough. And you are the person, the expert, who you know more than the average folk does, and you know enough, uh, you, you are dangerous enough with what you know, and anyone who acquires that information is going to be just as dangerous as you. And that's really, uh, that, that I believe composes an expert, someone who knows enough on a topic to, that makes you to dangerous. To be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Okay, my, you know. my definition of an expert is somebody who knows what he doesn't know. Uh-huh. One of the problems I had being... Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, one of the problems I had considering myself an expert on blogging and podcasting is I'd say, well, I can't say I'm an expert because I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. I don't understand this. I don't understand that. And there's all these things I don't understand. And then I would go talk to somebody who had no idea about it at all. And mm-hmm. and an hour later, I've answered every single question they can think of asking. Right. And they and were, I thought, wow. And, I, you and know, see, I, you're dangerous. You're dangerous. I'm dangerous. <laughs> So, you know, you if you know you don't know everything, then you're, in my opinion, a good expert, providing you, you know, you, you do know your topic, right? You've studied it and you've, and right. you've, or you've done it, right? I mean, I've done probably 20 or 30 different podcasts of over 20 to 150 episodes each. I think that, you know, there's, I pretty well can say I know a lot about podcasting, but I can sit down with some radio guys probably and they'll say, well, did you know that you could do this to your audio? <laughs> no. <laughs> How would I know that? Oh, well, you know, because there's just so much. I mean, you just look at someone that's worked 25 years for a radio station, mixing sounds and stuff, or a sound engineer for, a, a, you know, one of the top bands, or recording studios or something, and obviously those people are going to know a lot more about creating quality, a, a high level of quality professional audio than, than I'm going to. Yeah. But I'm a gorilla podcaster, and I'm quite happy to tell you all, you know, there's cars driving by, and there's lawnmowers in the background, and there's kids yelling and screaming, and and, and because the, the excitement that we bring and the interesting information that the guest has and everything else is way more important than the fact that we didn't go into a $250 an hour sound studio to record. You know, yep. it's, not, uh, it's not the BBC. And uh, if you look at the good news is if you look at Internet marketing as a as a whole, the, the most of the material being produced is not DVD, blockbuster film quality. Because nope. everyone's saying, I've got this really good information. I'm going to do the screen capture. I'm going to show you what I did. I'm going to show you how you can do it too. Awesome. Someone that wants to learn golf, you know, there's a video and you can see clearly how to hold the hands and how to do the swing, and he explains every step. Way more important than things flashing in and flashing out and and all the rest that that comes. And that's the people mm-hmm. want the information. And totally. If you, totally. If you know something about it, then it's up to you to to share it. Yep, exactly. And if you're not in touch with your topic, you really should get in touch with your topic. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to, or you're going to pay. You're going to pay outside content writers. You're going to rely on other people to produce the content, your articles, that sort of thing. And that right. becomes, that you're trading money in first instead of your time. And, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously you don't, if you don't step into the, uh, the expert role, you're not going to have the opportunity to do interviews and all that sort of other stuff. So, I mean, I think it's important to immerse yourself personally. Yeah, and 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 you have to understand that's a an that's a unique business model. And if you look at uh, radio stations, for example, the radio station manager mm-hmm. may or may not have his own little show on the radio. It's mm-hmm. probably totally up to him. 
but that doesn't mean that the radio station can't be successful. So if you decided, you know what, I've got this really good idea, and I'm willing to hire someone to interview these people and someone else to do the sound engineering and stuff like that, good on you. Uh, but I think that's probably a, a, an expensive way to, to do it. And I wouldn't do it until, uh, if I was going to do it, which I probably would never do it, but if I was, I would do it after... I have proven that the model is successful. In other words, I would take profits from the enterprise, put it back into hiring those mm-hmm. people, as opposed to hiring those people first and then doing you know two years worth of material to realize that I'm almost bankrupt. I just don't think that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. So did we? So I kind of overshadowed there the updates on the iTunes stuff. <laughs> well, <clears throat> we've got some exciting, exciting things happening. In uh, in the world of Apple and iTunes, and I almost don't know uh, where to start. And I think we just have to go back to the basics. And uh, Apple has announced a new iPod. They've got updates for the iPod Nano, iPod Touch. And the iPod Touch is what really excites me because, as you know, with the iPhone uh, able to take podcasting and and uh, get into the iTunes store, you've got this opportunity of having people buying your products direct w- without having to be at their computer, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, with the iPhone, the iPod Touch, it now has Wi-Fi capability, which means a lot of things, right? One thing it means is is that someone could be listening to your podcast, and you could be saying, "Hey." Uh, you know, make sure you go to you know, the iTunes store and get my full one-hour audio program on fixing your golf putt or, you know, or training your puppy or whatever it is, right? And they can do it, like, right there listening to their iPod. And it just pulls everything together. The other thing that's really cool about the iPod Touch having an Internet connection with it is there's these um, iPhone apps work on it. So... Skype has an iPhone app, so you can download it, put it on the iPhone, iPod Touch. I'm getting mixed up because they're merging. So cool. And then you can get a special uh, set of buds that has a microphone in it, and now you can do Skype calls from your iPod Touch wherever you're connected to the Internet. So if you're like a Starbucks or something, you can be calling. And... I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I don't see any reason why Power Grandma won't work. So, and that means that you could be calling somebody on your iPod Touch, recording the call, and creating another product to sell on iTunes. Now, mm, nice. It's just, ah, it's just all it expands the possibility. Together. Yeah, it expands the possibilities, and this now gets. I know my daughter, my 10-year-old, is wanting an iPod Touch. So Yeah. You know. And the iPod Touch, is there's an 8 gig for 200 bucks. There's a 32 gig for 300 bucks. There's a 64 gig for 400 bucks. And the one thing they didn't put in the iPod Touch that they put in the iPod Nano was a camera. The iPod Nano has a video and, and regular still camera. Oh, and they didn't put that in the touch. No, and, you know, I suspect that they're not going to be able to keep it out. They will probably have it in a year or two. They're, they could have it today, but they didn't. I mean, we know that they could have had it today and that they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to understand mm-hmm. Apple's strategy. 
And on our master on your mastermind call today, Jim, you had kind of talked a little bit about the strategies of some of these large companies. Mm-hmm. And Apple's strategy is using the iPod and the iPhone as a way to get people used to Apple products. And then they have such a good experience, such a fun experience with them. When it comes time to replace the computer, more I really believe more and more people are going to say, you know what, I should just get an Apple because I've never had a problem with the iPod. And, you know, we were just talking with Tom before we started about computer problems and everything else, and I'm thinking, well, you know, let's get let's get an Apple. And so I really think that's part of their long-term strategy. So what they want to do is they want to get people using the iPod Nano, using the iPod Touch, and then say, you know what, I could just get an iPhone and it'll do all of these things because the iPhone has, the new iPhone has a camera and I believe it has video capability as well. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. So then it's like, so they move them up. So now I've got the iPhone. Now maybe I should get, you know, the iMac sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I suspect that's the that that's the reason because we know that uh, they bought hundreds of thousands of cases that had little holes for where the camera was supposed to go, right? Right. We have these people scouring all over China looking at what Apple is trying to buy, right? Right, right. So these reports were, you know, the back of the iPod Touch had a little hole in it, right? So it's going to have a camera. But that's not this generation. It will probably be the next one. Hilarious. So that was... That was some really exciting news with the with the iPod Touch that I was just so so excited about, and um, I have a couple other things too I just wanted to share with you. Um, the fact that the iPod Touch works almost the same as an iPhone, I think, is another huge uh, shows that they're trying a universal. It shows that they're trying to universal, uh, trying to make things universal. Yeah, and also uh, if there's not a lot of difference between the iPod Touch and an iPhone, what happens when I upgrade to an iPhone? No problem. Uh, right? I my data is all intact. Yeah, and I, I don't have to worry about converting and all that bull. Plus, I know how to use it. Exactly. Like, I don't. I don't. It makes total have sense. It. Yeah. See, I don't have a phone. And I get people, they, they give me their Blackberries, and they give me these other, and I'll look at these phones, and I don't even know how you would dial on some of them, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in fact, my mom just got a new cell phone, and she hands it to me. I couldn't turn it on. Huh. So, you know, it's, so as these things evolve, and Blackberry and, and um, Nokia and all the rest of them do their thing, you, you get stuck using that. You upgrade and upgrade and upgrade because you don't dare change because you know how that one works. You don't know Mm -hmm. how the other one works. Mm -hmm. But what cuts across that barrier is I could have a BlackBerry and I could have an iPod Touch, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Because people at at 200 bucks, Christmas is coming. Hello, what are we going to get, Jim? I don't know. Oh, let's just go down to the electronics store. Oh, there's an iPod. Let's just send him that. I don't care if he's got 35 other iPods. He can always have one more, give them to the kids, whatever, Right? It happens every year. There's this huge spike in sales around Christmas time. Your podcasts go through the roof in January because what happens before New Year's is Grandpa's got this iPod Touch and he looks at his grandson and says, what do I do? And grandson spends the next three days 
bonding with grandpa. This is why they love it, right? Because show me, right? The kids show them how it uses it, and they say, oh, okay, and, oh, can I get a podcast? Sure. Here's how you do it. And these people, this whole new world opens up to them, and they get all this information on different things that they're excited about and want to know about, and that happens. And, and things like, uh, you know, weight loss and, and that type of stuff just triple in in January. So, you know, Man, you just actually now. gave me, you just sat there and gave me a whole idea about a whole new site that I can do. All centered really? Around, yeah. Are you going to share it with everybody? No, why not? Yeah, tell us. I want to know. No, it was actually, uh, it was just a whole affiliate site around, um, like, I can go out and just buy the uh, iPod Touch and I can have a whole podcast around how to use it and how to get it and set up. I, I just thought I, I just thought about this site I could have. It could be called, you know, theworldinmyhand.com or something like that. And you are I, so good with domain names. And, and I, I just I send people over there, and then I have you know theworldinmyhand.com forward slash iPod dash touch and I I just send people over there from my podcast to you know I tell them I, I've done all the reviews of the lowest prices of where to get it and you know with the best shipping and all that please go over there and I mean I could I'm sure I could have hundreds of thousands of listeners at getting them over to my pot over to my my website and getting them buying through I could have them cookied as soon as they land on that page can have them cookied with an Amazon link or what have you. Yep, yep, yeah, Amazon. Yeah, that's just an idea, just just thinking about it right here. I mean, think about it. I just basically, you know, each podcast I can talk about two different features of the whole thing. And by the yep. time I've done like a 10-series podcast for the entire year or however many, 20, 20 in the series – I mean, I've got all that stuff ready for people to download right off onto their stuff, and we know there's millions of users. Yep. I mean, see, I really think a lot of people... Hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions. And see, that's the thing is I really don't think a lot of people uh, are thinking in terms of big markets. Mm. Yep. You know, I mean, if you could, you, you, the smaller the market, the smaller your market share is going to be. Yep. I mean. Well, you you bring up a, a great point because there is no limit to the conversations that you could have. So you do this podcast and, okay, the topic is how to use your iPod or whatever. And uh, you're wandering around. You see a blog somewhere and some guy or you go to like CNET or other you know, there's some major companies that have tech stuff, right? TechNet mm-hmm, or tech, mm-hmm, what, mm-hmm. tech or whatever it is. And and you look and you say, oh, there's, you know, Joe Blow, he just wrote this article about this. I don't agree with him. So now you can talk about that. You don't have to even think about what you want to talk about. All you've got to do is go to three or four of these really, really popular sites, keep an eye out on what's in, like, the New York Times, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a tool in NicheBot that that'll help you with that. And and all you got to do is talk about what these other people are talking about. 
and with your own opinion. And, and if you don't agree with them, why you don't agree with them, and, and as long as you make sense, you're going to create a following. And people are going to be saying, you know, that guy over there, he, he makes a lot of sense. This guy over here, I don't really trust him as much as I used to. I trust that guy. And, of course, there's always these links back to to uh, stuff that you that you want them to get, right? Mm-hmm. So, very so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. And you can use that in any industry. Like you could say, okay, well, I'm not really into, you know, small electronics, but I am really into golf. So, you know, find some some sites. And, I mean, you just have to read the paper at that point, right? Yeah. Tiger Woods always swears when he misses a, <laughs> he misses a shot, right? So, you know, he should be a better role model because look what happened with McEnroe in tennis and the guy was yelling and screaming and then there was a whole generation of yelling and screaming and swearing tennis players on TV. Mm-hmm. Not good, right? Nope. <laughs> so uh, that's, a, that's a great, easy-to-do business plan because it's something you do it in a topic that you're excited about and interested in and it, and if it's in the paper normally you're you're set because a lot of people are interested or if it's something that say Oprah is talking about because anytime anyone in a lot of stuff that happens on TV creates huge search traffic online mm-hmm. watch live trends.com right mm-hmm. It'll tell you exactly what people are searching on if you watch Oprah you can go to watch live trends.com it'll probably have three or four things in the top 10 or 20 that were on Oprah because People, you know, she gives them information. People are searching, and yep. uh, take it, take advantage of that. So, iPod, uh, sorry, Apple had an event in San Francisco every September. They get usually have a conference, and uh, that's when they announce like the, the latest iPod. In the spring is when they announce the latest changes to the iPhone. So, in six months, we'll be talking about that. But there was some interesting uh, sort of stats that they gave out, which I think. Uh, are astounding. I and what's really astounding is when I first started talking about this, iTunes had 500 million downloads. And that wasn't, you know, it was less than 5 years ago, right? They announced 8.5 billion downloads wow. on iTunes. Wow. 100 million accounts on iTunes. So it's, you know, just under half the size of Facebook if you want to look at it that way. But you know what? Uh, People that are on Facebook are on Facebook for a certain amount of time once a day. People on their iPhones and iPod touches are there all the time, right? Oh, my God. My wife is a Facebook addict. I got to tell you, it's not just the collaboration, just not the conversation that's going on at Facebook. It's the applications and the games that are keeping people there. I see my wife tending to her zoo, and then she's constantly plowing her field. And no, this does not X-rated, folks. Sorry. Um, this is really, she's got a farm that she tends to. I, I just, well, I don't get any of this stuff, but whatever. I don't have time for it because i gotta, I got to keep the company afloat. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, people are, are hooked on that stuff because of the applications there. But, yeah, there's no doubt, I mean, people are hanging out at Facebook, but I can guarantee they're hanging out at iTunes because 
they're they're taking care of their musical. Uh, That's right, bit. and their and their interests. Like there's an iTunes University now for which has uh, lectures from different universities. So there's a yep, lot. So of it's encouraging right. people to reach out for higher ed- for education for how-to stuff. And that's only going to create more of a uh, an interest in uh, other other how to stuff. Yeah. Uh, so the question is, how can you possibly, when they're searching for how to stuff, maybe even educational stuff, how can you get certain keywords into your search so that you show up, your premium stuff shows up? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. The iPod has 73.8% of the portable MP3 market. To give you an idea of that where Microsoft 73.8% of the portable market? Yeah. So nice. portable music, 80, almost 75% of the people are using an iPod. Amazing. Microsoft mm-hmm. has its Zune. It's 1.1%. Ooh, I think they're I think they're on the cusp of breaking out into uh, yeah, that's what makes it so exciting, right? Into a rash, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I agree. Like I think the Zune, uh you I'm starting to notice in some of the discussions and everything else that there's these people that are Zune fanatics that are getting on there and taking on the iPod guys and Oh, and they're converting and, others. They're trying to convert others. The Zune is a bit cheaper, so it's going to put downward pr- price pressure on the iPod. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's just another way. I mean, the Zune and the iPod are are very 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 similar. Uh, it's just going to make it's just going to push the iPod to get better. And also, because of Microsoft's reach and everything else, it's going to put that type of communication device in more and more and more people's hands. I think. It's kind of like when you look around your house, you know, you got like two TVs or three TVs or four radios and, you know, or whatever, right? It's going to be the same way. We're going to have like a whole pile of these things just sort of laying around. And, you know, I'm going to go for a walk. I'll just pick this one up and away I go. And and we have the way of, you know, getting directly onto all those all those units. And so we can be talking to people not just when they're, on their computer, but when they're going for walking the dog, when they're doing the laundry, when they're getting their groceries, when they're working out, well, you know, all that type of stuff. And the iPod Touch, which has only been out a very short period of time, has already sold 20 million units. And how long has it been out? Uh, I think it's been out since the spring is when it, it first came out, mm. and they've updated it. So with the new iPod and iPhone, they came out with the iPod Touch, which was... What about the most new. recent changes, though? The, the most recent changes, with that just came out like two weeks ago. Okay, so that's Everybody. the most recent one, though. Yeah, and so that's the second generation. Yeah, and uh, let's see what else did I want to share with everybody. Um, you might find this one interesting, Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple has uh, filed a patent, and it's a speech-to-text patent. So they're working on speech-to-text technology for iPhone and iPods. And, of course, speech recognition is like the holy grail, like for data entry and retrieval on mobile devices, because, mm-hmm. face it, what and also, we're getting close to Star Trek and Star Wars, everybody, right? But once they've got that voice recognition thing figured out, just imagine you're, you're uh, well, I have a grocery store background, okay? So I think of 
of ordering stock. You know, there's 50,000 SKUs or individual items in a regular grocery store, and they go around with this thing and they swan, wand it and scan it and everything. Wouldn't it be cool to be able to walk down the aisle and say, Heinz 57 ketchup, 250 milliliters, two cases. <laughs> you know, how much easier would that be to do your ordering, right? And then, oh, minus one case, got one in the back. <laughs> but, to, you know, if you've got any type of data, you know, talking it into your computer or saying, you know what, uh, what's my bank account? And then having the, the iPod go, oh, you've got, you know, $7,423.52, Mr. Morris, in your bank account. That's just your savings. Do you want me to check your IRS account or your IRA account or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> So we're getting to the point, once they've got that figured out, it's like, okay, you know, computer, take a letter, and can you please uh, print it off on my home computer uh, <laughs> printer? Get yep. home, and there's your letter printed off waiting for you, right? Oh, I made a, I made a, I want to make a change. Can you please change this paragraph? Blah, 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 blah. Print it. Boom. Away you go, right? Now, all of a sudden, these big, clunky laptops and everything else that we've got is kind of redundant. We'll, we'll miss them. Totally. Yeah. So, anyway, that's the way it's going. You, you heard it here. And uh, the last thing I wanted to share with everybody that I thought was just amazing, because even though we talk a lot about Apple and iTunes and iPods and everything else... In the internet world, who's one of the biggest of the big dogs? Google, right? And uh, Google has come out with a new program that's called Listen. And it's an application for smartphones powered by the Google Android mobile operating system. So it lets people search for and download podcasts and other web audio content. So you have the iPhone on one hand. And you have Google's Android operating system that's working on other smartphones on the other hand. And Google is saying, you know what? We've got to be able to get this audio content down onto these phones because that's what people want. And so uh, so they're doing that. Right on. There you go. So lots of exciting things happening and all of it just makes it uh, more and more obvious that we're moving away in there's a segment of the population obviously not everybody but there's a segment of the population that are auditory and visual and they want to type no more and uh, and that's an area that uh, you know we've really focused on with this iTunes empowerment uh, and those people are not the people that are going to Google and you know searching for stuff and reading reams and reams and reams Oh, and one last thing. iTunes has been upgraded to version number 9, and it's really amazing because when you do a power search and the podcasts come up, you have the option to subscribe, but you can also share the podcast on Facebook or on Twitter, right from iTunes. So I'm going to do a uh, I'm going to do a video a screen capture showing exactly the steps on how that all works for everybody. And we'll get that up as a, a, a special bonus, showing all the, some of the major changes to iTunes and how you can use it to uh, promote your podcasts and your products. 
And that's uh, any last comments, Jim? Nope, uh, I'm good. I, I really like that last one. I like yeah, that it's... The, those updates to uh, iTunes. I mean, really, I mean, uh, iTunes has done some serious work with that software program. Not just, not just, uh, not just their uh, hardware equipment. If you know what I'm saying. Yep. That's I mean, right. They, they just really what amazes me is see a lot of these software, a lot of these MP3 players. What happened was, I think iTunes and well, Apple identified the fact that people would bring home their MP3 players. They have their CD. They installed the software, and it's like. You know, for every different version of the hardware, there was a new piece of software. So why not just centrally uh, update the software like iTunes does? Every time there's a new version, you have to download it and install it, which is kind of a pain in the butt. But um, it keeps it universal for all users of all different versions of the iPod. That's right. And And... That didn't happen until window until a- Apple came along with the iPod. There was really no. It was just you would have the CD-ROM that installs for your MP3 player, and it was just sort of crappy. It was just a bad experience. And I think that's what uh, Apple did was they improved the user experience. Yeah, and that's really the key. You know, you can get the once you get the user experience then you have loyalty, right? Exactly. Yeah, they don't want to go away, and I think that's a very good point you made earlier. What they're trying to do is get you to feel comfortable with this, and if this is that you like this so much, you'll probably uh, one day trade in your PC for a Mac. That's right. Sooner rather than later, I think. Yep. Well, I wanted to get an iPhone. I, I was so desperate, I actually turned my Windows operating phone, op, my smart Windows smartphone into uh, an iPhone. Uh, I was able to download a theme, but it was just so slow. So, I mean, they really did a phenomenon with the way they organized everything. They, yeah, they really did a great job. Mm-hmm. Apple has always been about the user experience. Yeah. That's right. Yep, and if you if you focus on that in any market, you're going to get uh, people are going to be ma- naturally magnetized towards you. That's right. You had some great ideas today. Thank you. Well, thank you, thank you. And I guess uh, Jim, this is sort of where we say before we sign off. Has anybody got any questions before we uh, say goodbye? Exactly. Before I hit the stop button. Before you hit the stop button. Going once. Going twice. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Really appreciate having you on board. And um, I'll uh, once I get the the video done, I'll I'll, uh, I'll let Jim know. We'll get it up on the membership site. Send an email out to everybody, I guess, and yep. and uh, you'll be able to see all the different all the changes in. Uh, Particularly using Twitter and Facebook in in iTunes, I just think that's a that's amazing. 
Yep, and having some videos will really uh, get people familiar um, with that as well. So we'll let them know, and then also uh, we'll let people know uh, about the next, uh, our first uh, Let's Talk Profits podcast. That's right. We'll let you know when it is and, and uh, send you on over there. And it's be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. FYI, on Google has uh, got something new out the iGoogle. Okay. Yes, that's a, your own customized homepage. Yeah. I yeah. haven't looked into it too much. I've just seen it, and I just just happened to catch it today, and I'm going to be doing some more uh, delving into it and see what's up. Yeah. You can put your RSS feeds from your podcasts and from your blogs in there. And you can also put links in there to sites that you would like to visit often, which, of course, I recommend your own sites in addition to a few others. And that, that creates a one-way link from a Google page to your sites and to your blogs and podcasts, which can never be a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yep. Fight <clears throat> goes on. You can do that, yeah, and you can do that also on my Yahoo as well. You can add that's right feeds, and that also helps Yahoo find your site. Yeah, good point. Good point. Very good point. They they really like those two, and and you can do it. You could do it at MSN. I, I'm not sure now with Bing if it's the same or not. But. Uh, yeah, it's now everything's Bing. Yeah. So even if you type in uh, their old search engine live.com, it'll go straight to bing.com. Yeah. yeah. But if you can create your own pages on those three and then have links from there to your own sites, uh, it's very helpful. Oh, yeah. There can't be a bad thing, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely not. And especially you could do this with uh, other profile-type pages on a number of different social networking sites, um, even in some, like, different weird niches like the uh, the, industry, the music industry. You could usually find, like, there's strings of sites that you can sign up to and you'll get a profile page. And most of the time, those profile pages do not have... Uh, no follow tags on it, so that means you get that link back to your site. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody, and uh, this, this brings this iTunes empowerment session to an end. Make sure that you get any questions you've got into us uh, before next time, and we'll be happy to answer them. And we'll also tell you about all the cool things that uh, Apple's been up to. Excellent. Are you, are you guys available uh, uh, via email as well? Yeah, you can go ahead and submit your um, uh, support ticket into uh, requestedresponse.com or just reply to one of the emails you get from Backstage Video Pass, and that will create a support ticket, which if uh, you need to get a hold of... Scott, he will answer your ticket, and uh, if you need to get a hold of me, just let us know. Awesome. Thank you. You got it, sir. Take care, everyone, and have a great night. Likewise. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.